36 years of basketball knowledge and life skills. Your host, Coach Goins, focuses on today's topics on and off the court, helping players and coaches achieve their goals. So get ready for another fast break episode of Basketball More Than a Game with your host, Coach Goins. Hey, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another fast break edition of Basketball More in the Game. And I'm your host, Coach Goins. Listen, folks, as we always say, make sure you got your sneakers on, you got them laced up tight. Because tonight we have on the telephone, live from Pinehurst, North Carolina, the head coach of the Sand Hill Cyclones, Coach Jason Jones. Coach Jones, welcome to Basketball's More in the Game. Thank you, Coach Goins. Hey, it's certainly an honor and a privilege. I know uh, you're a busy man on the court as well as off the court, and your time is valuable, and so is our listeners. So, folks, again, just stay tuned, and we are going to get right into the heart of uh, this interview. Let me just set you set the tone a little bit. I actually had a chance to see uh, Coach Jones and his body of work uh, last year in Orlando, Florida. Uh, took a trip down, and they were actually playing the Puerto Rican national team. Coach, and jump in if, if I if if I drop any of this knowledge, it ain't uh, on point. Uh, but in that All game, right. uh, in that game, they actually went to overtime and de- again defeated the Puerto Rican national team. Uh, they played. Uh, and if finished up third in that national tournament, and again, when I say national tournament, that's exactly what it is. So imagine going in the gym, uh, it's full of college coaches uh, from Steve Robinson from uh, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, uh, Huggins from West Virginia. So when I say on the circuit, they're on the circuit, and those guys per- uh, performed at a high, high level. Uh, so with that, uh, so we'll go ahead and jump right into this thing, Coach. A uh, couple of things, folks, we're going to set in set in motion. The first segment that we're going to talk about is in the paint. And in the paint, Coach, what I'd like for you to share with the listeners, you know, I know you're, you're a husband, you're a father of two beautiful kids, a beautiful wife. Uh, and in that process, if you don't mind, share a little bit with the listening audience of about your philosophy of work-life balance and coaching, coaching, your, coaching your son. people think it's a, it's a misconception that a father can't be biased when he's coaching his own son. Well, I'm here to tell you that's incorrect. To be a good coach when you're coaching your son, you have to treat your son as if he's another player, but you hold him to a higher level than the average player. Um, in my case, I've been coaching my son since he was two, three years old. He was able to dribble the basketball. I taught him how to dribble the ball. You pick the game up exceptionally well. Um, first year of going into recreation, so there was some coaches that wasn't cutting the most of what I was instilling in him. And at that point is when I pretty much got into the coaching business at that point. Um, went through some clinics and things like that. But it's based off my knowledge when I was coming up as a player, what the coaches had instilled in me to, to make me a better player coming up, I took that stuff and I ran with it and I added to the old traditional fundamental base game with what's coming up today and you, you basically want to treat your kids and, and you tell the other kids the same thing that you got to put the work in. I should never have to motivate you as a ball player. A ball player should be self-motivated. Now, as a coach, I'm here to give you all the tools you want to work with. I can give you as much knowledge as you want to attain to be that sponge. The minute you stop retaining that knowledge, that's when you have to do some soul searching. And right now I'm in a situation where my son's in 11th grade and I've had these group of guys that I coach now stay with 
full fifth grade. So we're, we're aging out. Some guys are seniors and some are juniors. So we've been on the, on this trail a while. We've had some top five finishes, some top ten finishes. Um, you know, and, and it's been a, a great journey with this group. And in my case, you know, the, the balancing with the home life, it comes easy because you got to have that separation. You understand that your family is first, regardless. Hands down, your family is first. And you make them a priority, but you also incorporate your family into the situation where they understand that this passion and this love that you have for the game and you're not to give back to kids is what helps you maintain your everyday motivation. Um, my thing is, a kid is never too, learn, too young to learn the game of basketball. At a young age, I, I told all these kids that and their parents as well. My parents, they'll tell you, and, and I coach at West Pine Middle School in West End, North Carolina, as well. So not just on the AAU circuit or Big Shot circuit or, or whatever division you want to be on. I mean, I coach a variety of different venues, you know. But I've always taught them at a young age. They was four or five years old. The ball player is never too young to learn. And as long as they're willing to learn, you should never hold back. And once you've instilled that fundamental base of the do's, the don'ts, uh, the rights, the wrongs, at that point, then you know that player is ready to, to take out the bad of his game, or her game, for that matter, and, and, and keep that fundamental base, and you're building on their talent. My thing is, I never take a player's talent away. You know, you got coaches out here that say, can't do this on my team, can't do that on their team. I want you to be this type of player. Well, a true ball player, in my opinion, has no real definition because a ball player is just that. A well-rounded ball player, whether you're a guard, a center, or forward, in my opinion, should be able to survive in any facet of that court. I don't care if you're six foot and you're tossed in there and you got to go play center. You should be able to have the footwork and mix it up with that center. Um the learning curve, the IQ part of the game should kick you in that part, and you should be able to man, man, manage a few minutes to, that your coach wants you to do or, or this, that, and the third, you know. Um, but it's just, a, it's just a, a blessing to be able to still be, be coaching. Um, I do a variety of training sessions as well for, for younger ball players coming up. And you try to instill your brand of basketball and I say your brand of basketball meaning my brand of basketball and the fact of it's a no nonsense fact that the game don't owe you anything you owe it to the game to be better that's my philosophy there the game does not owe you anything you owe it to the game to perfect your craft a lot of young ball players you know they look at TV and they say man he can't miss a wild jump shot and I'll tell them why should he miss one when he lives in the gym and that's his job? That's you know? That's exactly right. You know, what, you know, ladies and gentlemen, that, that's why Coach Jones is, is on the show tonight. You know, he's just laying it down uh, precept after precept, but he's just telling like it is. It, you know, and that's what form, my when I was coaching, that's what I used to tell my players, you know, you got to respect the game. Number one, know the game, respect the game, and then honor the game. And what, what we mean by that, uh, folks, is, you know, Every day that you come in the gym, you know, you count your blessings and you coming in and don't waste people, don't waste your coach's time and don't waste your time. 
If you're not going to put the work in, you know, go find something else to do because there, I'm sure there's somebody out on that court or somewhere, you know, there's another player that's wanting and, and has the desire to, to be under the tutelage of a coach that has that philosophy. You know, and a lot of times, folks, you know, coaches, you know, everybody has different philosophies. And in that philosophy world, you know, up up tempo, slow down tempo, and then this guy shouldn't do this, this guy shouldn't do this. But as Coach Jones called it out, when a player's a player, he's a player. You know, you, you can't stifle a kid. I don't think you can. And, again, I'm not bashing – uh, any coach out there because, uh, you know, can all coaches coach? No. And that's just like, can all people drive? No. You know, so with that, uh, you know, that that's some that's some key words and that's some key indicators that coach is saying and, and he has to kind of regroup because I'm saying he doesn't re-recruit, he just re, he reloads. Uh, he's put his time, he's put his passion in, in the current guys uh, and they're starting to age out. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a tough time because, again, the, the time and the talent that he's put in, uh, has has done has done a long has gone a long way. So, coach, let me ask you this question here: What? How do you prepare from year in to year out from your aspect? Do you look at um, I've gone I've got a couple of new additions. I got some some of the same guys, but from from your side of the ball, from where you sit on the bench, what do you do to sharpen sharpen your skills? What I do is I evaluate throughout the whole year. I'm a I'm a firm believer in basketball has no age. And what I mean by that is I see a ton of players from middle school to high school. I watch a lot of basketball. I go to a lot of games. And what I do in care of that, you know you've got your core group that's coming back, and you say, okay, I've got five or six players I know are coming back in key positions, point guard, shooting guard, small forward powerful center, you might have a backup, two or three, could be your center. Well, at that point, you've got to say, okay, am I looking to be in the platoon system this year, five in, five out? Am I going to stay traditional? How am I looking at this year's run? How do I want to prepare? And at that point, what I like to do, um, I'll throw out a, a tryout set of dates and invite a variety of different style players in. Because right here in this area, um, and everybody wants to be a part of something that's established and got a tradition of winning. And in our case, my, my area, my group, not knocking nobody in my area, but my, my organization, my group can hold the flag. Um, so they were constantly going to ask you, hey, can I come in and try for a spot? Can I come in and do this, coach? Can I come in and work out with you? I don't have to make a team, but can I just come in and learn something? So what I always tell my guys is this. And I do this on the middle school level. I've done this on recreation level. I even care the high school that guy did. Every day you step in that gym, it's a tryout. Your spot is not guaranteed. Contrary to what you see on TV, contrary to when you go see your buddy play, or contrary to you talk to somebody so he got a guaranteed spot, in this game of basketball, I tell my kids, nothing is guaranteed. If you don't come in here and work in practice like it's the game, I can't trust you in the fourth quarter. I need the fourth quarter player. So I'm evaluating guys, and prime example, this this year's team I've got this year, I've got a variety of guys. A couple guys that I scouted out and sent another county. I've got a point guard that was a player year in the conference that my son plays in. Um, I've got first-team all-conference from a 3A conference. I mean, I've got a first-team power forward from, a, from another 3A conference. I mean, you have to ground yourself if you want to win. Um my thing is not to knock 
what anybody thinks, but on this level of basketball, you're, you have fun when you're winning. And, and a parent understands that. You're here to have fun? Yes, you're going to have fun. You want to have fun. That's the basic concept of any sport. Having fun when you're a child, as you grow, you have fun. But on this level, you have fun when you're winning. So when <laughs> I'm so preparing, I'm looking for how does this kid help us win? Um, Blue-collar worker. you got to have a blue-collar worker. I'll, I've got a power forward that is he the best shooter? No. Is he the best rebounder? No. Is he the fastest kid on my team? No. But what he does have is a high IQ for the game and an understanding of how to win a game. Knows every single play, knows every set, every cut, every defensive call. A kid like that is invaluable to a team. He's your other coach on the court besides your point guard because they know he's going to get that loose ball for you. He's going to get that tip for you. So when I'm putting together a team and they're preparing to make a run, I want, I want it all. I want every facet if I can have it. The yeah. fastest kid. I want a kid that can rebound well. He might can't shoot the great ball, but he can knock that 15 foot of that. He can knock that mid-range up of that. And by the way, for everybody out there listening, one thing I always teach my kids, and it's a lost art in basketball, that's that mid-range jump shot. You can't play for me if you can't knock a mid-range jump shot there. How about that's that? That's a day-one necessity. That's a exactly. mid-range jump shot. You got to have it. You got to have it. You know what, folks, as as I'm sitting here and just listening to Coach just layering it down, that's so important to me because, again, just fundamentally sound. You know, a lot of times you roll a rack of balls out and first thing kids wants to do is come in and drop drop up that the tray and, 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 and of course, the, the oohs and the ahs. But as Coach Jones, Jones is laying it down, when you go, and, and there's nothing wrong with wanting the best players because that, that's what it's about. Because when you're on that grind and, again, had the opportunity last year to, to take a team from uh, Virginia uh, down to the Nationals, and, of course, we, we were there. We didn't do what we should have done, and we weren't ready to, to play at that level. Uh, and, again, just and mentally. Uh, we were very talented and, and should have done better, but you know that's neither here nor there at, at this time. But with that, you know what Coach Jones is just basically telling everybody, and, and as as I as a coach, and I'm sitting and listening, and that's why I learned a lot of things. Is you know every day when you're out and you're looking, you're looking for talent. You want talent, and so as he says, you know he's been able to or you know guys come to him and asking. So that tells you that number one, he's built a program, he's built a legacy, he has that influence. Uh, and it's that passion. And that's the thing, um, you know, that, that he brings to the table. And as you said, he's been doing it uh, since his son was, you know, three years old. And now he's a, a rising uh, senior, if I'm not mistaken. And in that process, Correct. you know, that, that's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of mileage up and down the road. But you know what? Here, here it's, it's just a window of time. And that's why I tell people. Uh, and that's why, you know, this program is called basketball. It's more in the game. It's life. You know, what do you what do you do? And just like I, I challenge all employers, you know, when, when a kid finishes college and even at high school level, because some kids may not go on to further their education. But you find a young man or young lady that has played a sport. You have a diamond and rough because they understand the team concept. They understand there's no I. So when you're looking for that employer, always make sure you look at uh, look at that coach. Uh, excuse me, look at that player. All right, Coach Jones, I got another one for you. And, and your philosophy. Hold on, hold on one second. Yes, sir. Okay, go ahead. The, the first thing that we stress is crazy if you're playing for a high school team. So all you listeners out there understand on this level, every coach is not the same. We stress academics because you are a student first, hands down. I just want to point that out. You are a student before you're an athlete. 
That's exactly right. Because if you can't get, as I always say, when opportunity knocks uh, and when you can't open the door because you're academically ineligible or you can't even, uh, you know, you just, you can't get it done in the classroom, there's no need to take that baggage on the road when you're trying to cross over and play, uh, play playing it, playing in that elite level uh, when you're out there playing to win. The coach is exactly right. When you're playing AAU, yeah, you, you, you're having fun, but you got to win because you can walk away from a weekend and you can come out of there 0-4, 0-5, uh, and then it's back to the drawing board. But with that being said, Coach, what is your philosophy in regards to juniors on the on the uh, JV team and freshman players being moved up to the JV of varsity? So, again, if juniors are juniors and they got to play on the JV and the freshman that may be able to to play on the JV of varsity, what, what's, your, what's your take on that? That's an excellent question, Coach. I'm going to be honest with you. Please, I, please do. I feel – JV is not for junior, and that's not knocking kids. The hell, y'all you know I mean is in a situation where they've had some, some some juniors on the JV team. I I don't feel the JV team is for junior. I feel if you are a junior, you have to play JV. That JV team shouldn't have no more than one, two max juniors. That maybe because you missed a cut on varsity, and he's planning to move you up immediately. In a case like that, but I just feel a junior should not be on a JV team. Um, by that time of your 11th grade year, your skills should be potent enough or, or willing around enough that you're going to go into that trial or he's seen you play JV freshman already, that he's got a got you on his radar and you just got to come in there and seal the deal. You know, I just feel that Zach strongly about a junior playing the JV. I feel that's not for them. If you couldn't make that varsity cut, then that coach should be honest and brutal enough to let you know, say, hey, hey, Coach Jones, uh, you can make the cut this year based on this. Now, you come back in the, in, the, in the trials next year, I'm losing a couple guys, and you've really worked on this, and you've made a vast improvement. I'm pretty sure you may make that cut because you just missed it. But I can't take a freshman or a sophomore spot on JV and give it to a letter grade. That's just not fair to that next generation coming up especially if his skills are already there. Um, I feel a freshman can make a varsity team if he's ready. Of course, he's not going to be mentally ready, but there are those players who are physically defined enough that they can hold their own weight. A freak of nature, so to speak. A, a, A very poor point guard. You know, point guards, they come with that high IQ. They've already polishes ball handling. He may not have the range of a shooter yet, but he can run your team. He can play just enough defense to keep you in the game and be a freshman. Same thing, you know, with a sophomore that's playing varsity. Um, my son was a sophomore on varsity. The coach here had eight-man rotation. My son cracked his eight-man rotation as a sophomore. He done that off defense. That coach relied heavily on my son's defense as a sophomore more so than his um, offensive prowess. You know, so it, it can be done, and it's, and it's a lot of variables, and it comes down to how, these co- how the coach views the particular player. Me as a coach, um, if I'm that JV coach, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be real adamant about if I got a, a J, uh, 11th grader that had to be there, me and that varsity coach would have to really sit down and be like, okay, he didn't make your cut. You sent him to my last trial. You wanted him there. How long you plan on keeping him in my rotation before you take him back? You know, it just comes down to a bunch of scenarios. 
case like that. But I definitely am not full letter being on JV. Yeah, I, I think that's a great call out because, you know, it, again, back to back to philosophy, folks, just like when I was growing up and uh, participating in basketball at the high school level, our coach's philosophy was if, if they're a sophomore and they're on the varsity, they're starting. And if they're not starting, they're on the JV. So, you know, and and that goes back. It, you kind of it's it's almost it's what you've learned. And that's that's my philosophy as a coach. You know, not to say it's right or wrong, but I'm, I'm just that's how I learn the game. If they're a sophomore or or uh, and excuse me, if they're a sophomore, and they're on the varsity. They need to be starting. We had two sophomores when I was a senior. One was Antonio Johnson. One was Ken Spencer. Uh, and they started on the varsity squad. Now, what does that mean? Uh, uh, Antonio Johnson went to Wake Forest and Ken Spencer uh, went to Pembroke State on both of them on basketball scholarship. So not to say that's right, not to say that's wrong, but that's just one of those questions that I had to roll out and ask uh, uh, Coach Jones again as he continues to grind. So if you are looking for that dynamic team and a great team to come out and support, always remember and get on that circuit of the Sand Hill Cyclones and come out and see Coach Jones and what his guys are doing on and off the court. So, Coach, what – one of the things I, I kind of want to turn turn our attention to a little bit and just kind of let you uh, catch your breath and relax a little bit, I want to call this segment Fast Break. I'm going to throw out a player's name, and if you don't mind, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot, and I want to, I want you to answer it uh, once I throw that player's name out, okay? So what, what, what that we're going to call this segment Fast Break. So the first player we're going to throw out, Russell Westbrook. Wow, one of the most exciting Ball players the NBA has to offer, hands down, tenacious, gritty, but a never say die attitude. Okay. Um, what he, I feel what he's accomplished this year since the Big O, and the game is five times faster than when the Big O played the game, is unprecedented. With a limited roster, mind you, he still has the savvy and the ball will know how to put the ball in the right place for the right player so they can finish for him. If you watch how he plays that game, he's not making these passes and, and they, they shooting out of range. He put them in scoring position so that he can, they're helping the team win the game. You know, that's what he's doing. It's, his assist is not far-fetched. And for him to be rebounding as a guard like that, oh, man. You've got to love a guard that's going to do it all like that. Every day. Down, yeah. Bringing it, bringing it every day. All right, so the next guy, every Seth. Day. Seth Curry. Probably one of the best shooters that the game has ever seen. Um, my, 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 my take on, on him is uh, Steph all highly recruited, and he never let it get him down. Stayed in the gym with his pop. Pop was in the NBA. He stayed on that grind, understood he had to niche his craft. It just happened, I better be a shooter if I can't do nothing else. And by God, that's what he does. He ate himself out of the NBA history books. He's going to go down as one of the best shooters the league ever had. And they come off a hard work ethic. Not the biggest guard. Not the fastest guard. Not the best defensive guard. But there again, he knows how to win. He's got a high IQ for the game. All right, so what you say? All right, so what you saying? Now, let let me set up a little scenario for you. All right, so let, let's. All right, so give me your opinion uh, in reference to. Uh, What's the uh, the gentleman that plays a uh, Thompson that's off the on the, the other guard on that team and and uh, Curry? So I think Tom, in my opinion, Thompson guards the hardest guy off. The, he he guards the best offensive guy on, on on the opposite team. So tell me the difference between Curry and Thompson. Clay Clay Thompson Clay can fill it up just like Steph. 
difference the difference is there are two different types of guards. By Steph, by Steph being the primarily ball handler, the predominant ball handler, and Clay playing off of that, it's almost to the effect Clay got to have a point guard for Clay to get off. Clay need to, you got to feed Clay, so to speak. That's where Steph gonna come down. He gonna take a few dribbles, a little flash in the paint, a little one or two. He might pull up. Clay can score and fill it up, but he's not gonna give y'all the extra dribbling or, or whatnot. Um, Clay height. Even though he's not the most physical guard, that puts him going to bigger twos and the threes before they switch. Draymond on somebody, because they figure Draymond is going to beat him up a little bit with his body or so. But um, Clay, Clay can fill it up. Clay can get to the cup when he needs to. He's just slightly more laid back than Steph in the fact that Clay, in my opinion, he needs someone to get in the ball a lot of times. That's where Steph being the point guard. He gonna sit up and create his own shot because that's his forte. That's not not Clay. I love Clay Thompson. Uh, he's got a tick. If, if anybody listen, you, you Google his form and you pull it up. That's a textbook jump shot form that Clay Thompson has. Hands, hands down, hands down. You're exactly right, Coach. And that's one that, uh, that I, I tell people. To me, he's the best shooter in the league. I, even, I know Curry has the flash in the pan. Oh, yeah, and, you, oh, and, man, but you but can't you, go on with Clay. Yeah, when you, hands down, I'll. I'll I'll ride with Clay any day. Any day. I know he's going to give it to you. That's exactly right. So, with that, I know uh, – let, let's talk a little bit of that NCAA. I know I uh, had an opportunity to see some some of them photographs of you and your son when y'all uh, slid up and took took a look at the eventually uh, national champion Tar Heels. So, give me give me your take on the season and uh, and how about them cutting down the nets out there in uh, Phoenix? I was, a, I was a lifelong Tar Heel fan. It's always great to see those guys do well. Um, I'll start off by saying this. I felt they should have been back-to-back champions. I'll just leave that out there for the for the fans out there. I felt we should have been back-to-back champions, but that's another topic. Um, I felt during the season the losses that, 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 that we took, as far as the Tar Heels, it was some losses that they needed to take. Hate losing to your rival twice, but... It's a learning lesson and it builds character when you're in a game and you, you figure out how did we not win this game we're playing we're playing well. Or how do we let a team come back on us when we should have put them on in the dirt, so to speak. Um, I thought the regular season went well for them. Regular season champs coming through the tournament, you slip a little bit, you know. But that built the character. That, that set the stage for the redemption. Moving through the tournament, I... I felt their role was, was, was tough, and they needed they needed them games. You needed you needed Theo Pinson to push the rock to find Luke May to get that win right there. That was the icing on the cake. That set the stage, saying we trust everybody. How about right that? there? Yeah, we that, trust the whole team. That that was a that was that, that that was that was big. You were sitting there watching that game, and he comes down, and he flicks that ball, like man, what's he get it out of his? And that's one of those. And then of course May. May rise he raises up and knocks down uh, knocks down that shot. You know, just you know, just tremendous, tremendous season. You know, a lot of people don't realize the the grind uh that, that goes through those uh, college athletes and you know, student athletes in you know, a classroom, uh getting ready, getting on that plane, going out and just you know, everything that they get. That's a lot, a lot of pressure uh on a nineteen, twenty year old young man in, in order to do that. And I see that, you know, Jackson, a couple of those guys have already 
you know, getting ready to to make that next leap. So, Coach, with that, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about the one and dones. Uh, we see that uh, you know Calipari is. Uh, I, I'm going to call it like it is. Uh, I know Coach Cal personally, uh, but with that, I, I think uh, it's not going to be too much long in Lexington before they're going to say, okay, uh, you're going to have to bring some banners and hang up here in Rupp Arena. Besides just having these NBA guys in here uh, watching your practices because that's basically you you're farming your guys straight on out to the nba as well as uh let's go over there to the medical city in durham uh you know same thing they're gonna have to back up and regroup so what what is your philosophy on the one and dones versus your 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 tar heels where most of those guys were well you know the the big three uh you know, guys that really really uh stuck it out were, were upperclassmen so what's your take on that coach I might 
around him a little bit. If not, if he can, if he can shoot that long ball, that's going to be a plus. You know what, and that you know what, Coach. That and ladies, that's why Coach Jones is on the basketball more in the game, just because he's laying it down again, as we said earlier, precept by precept. You know what? What a great call out. You know, you look at uh, Coach K dipping in uh, to the the whole NBA USA basketball with um, those guys and coaching that Olympic squad. He's exactly right. You know, he stepped his game up, and in order to win it in today's level, you got to get some of those guys in. And it's uh, you know, do you go through the process as Roy did and and hope guys will stay, or are you trying to get that bang for your buck uh, with that one with that one shot and done? So, hey, Coach, I know uh, your time is valuable, so what I'm going to ask you to do, uh, if you don't mind, go ahead and start uh, with your uh, closing comments, and then uh, we'll start uh, start tailoring down the show. So at this time, I'll have Coach Jones give the uh, listening audience his philosophy, and uh, Coach, anything you want to say and what's on the heart, sir? me on your podcast and thank you have to do it. I appreciate you extending the invite. I really do. Um, it's an honor to be on your show. I'm glad I can be part of your inaugural year. You get nothing running. I really appreciate that. Um, my philosophy, I like to tell anybody, I got a, I got a simple thing, stronger, faster, harder. Um, it goes for anything in life. I got to be stronger than the next guy and I got to be faster than that next guy. And I got to work harder than the next guy if I want to succeed. A lot of times in life now, on the life side of this thing, is this generation, everything is handed to them. My generation, we had to work. Coach, your generation, we had to work. Yep. We come up all married and families. We have kids. We're going to do it this way. We're going to do it this way. Well, in my case, and I know in your case, you still find yourself with them core values of what you were taught so that it wasn't going to be handed down. You gotta work, and you gotta outwork the next guy if you want that promotion. All right. If he's ahead of you based off schooling, well, you gonna go to school, and you're gonna get more education to attain the, the level that you want to be at. And, and that's just rules I like to live by: the stronger, faster, harder. Um, love this game of basketball. I love giving back to the kids, the community I'm in. They, they know, they know I'm a no nonsense type of guy. They understand my approach gets their kids better. Not to my own horn. Um, she was in the Airedale. Smith coach Jones got a philosophy, and he brings out the best. Because if you want to be the best, you're going to have to act like you're the best. You might not even be the best, but you're going to learn the concept of being the best, and you're going to instill that in your everyday personality. That way, when you go to a job and you understand you needed that confidence. How'd you get that confidence? When I played for a coach, when you know, I was down on myself, he motivated me. He made me understand that I am worth something.
and that's just my opinion. I just want, I like to give back, let everybody know on the on the parent side of it. If you're dealing with a coach that's a parent and his kid is not of caliber, then yeah, you need to have a talk with somebody because yeah, every every parent can't coach their kid. You know, and it should be addressed as such because a lot of times parents that do coach and coach well, they get that bad rep from other people looking on the outside thinking, oh, he's just another parent that wanted his kid to be in the limelight. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a bad reputation for that. Or or I like to break the mold with the fact that there's a lot of stereotyping about AAU basketball and, and things of that sort. And you have to show the other coaches as well. You know, there is structure. In AAU basketball, there's structure and regular travel. You guys might have been looking at the wrong product, but these same kids that you thought couldn't do, they can succeed in structure that's once right. you lay the foundation for them. You know? Exactly. So, right. you know, that's just my thing there, Coach. Exactly right. So listen, folks, you know, just uh, we can't thank Coach Jones enough. And again, for all the citizens of Moore County and everybody that's going to be uh, listening to this podcast, you know, if you're looking for a top notch coach that number one uh, understands the game, believes in the game, respects the game, you want to make sure you check out Jason Jones uh, and the Sand Hill Cyclone. So, Coach, without uh, further ado, we thank you for your time. Godspeed. Uh, with you and your guys this year. And, and our scripture verse for the night is John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Thank you so much for tuning in to another Fast Break edition of Basketball. More in the game, I'm your host, Coach Goins. And as, I, as we always say, somebody somewhere is working on your game. And until next time, I'll see you in the gym. <laughs>